Hi again and welcome to the PR podcast. For those of you who have listened before, it's great to have you back. And for those of you that are here for the first time, it is a really good one for you to be joining us for. We just want to thank all of you who have downloaded, streamed and listened to the PR podcast up until now. It's been so great to hear and read your feedback and comments and it's good to know that we are on the right track. Now then, this show is a very special one, not only for us, but also we genuinely think that this is a super important podcast for reflexology itself. Our guest is Dr. Angie Hobbs, who some of you will have seen on TV and heard on the radio a lot over the years. She is the Professor of the Public Understanding of Philosophy at the University of Sheffield. Not only that, she has been having monthly or fortnightly reflexology treatments for the last 25 years from Wendy Fink of Three Shires Reflexology. Now, why is this such an important podcast? Well, obviously, Angie, by profession, is a scientist. And many of you listening who are reflexologists or those of you who have had reflexology will know the struggle we have to convince the naysayers and sceptics of the therapy and how amazing we know it is. You'll hear about Angie's journey from the start, her struggles with pregnancy, serious illnesses and her coming to trust and rely on reflexology through her and her ongoing professional and personal friendship with Wendy. I don't want to say much more, but please share this with as many people as you possibly can. Not only is it a great listen, but it's also a fantastic advert for the therapy too. So here's myself and Wendy having a chat with Angie. So, Angie, thank you so much for being here today. It's a great pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. In past podcasts that we've done, we've always been interviewing and talking to reflexologists. But obviously this time we're seeing it from a slightly different perspective as the receiver of reflexology. And obviously we're here with your reflexologist of quite a long time, Wendy Fink. So just to get started, we'd just like a little bit of background about you, who you are, what you do and that kind of thing. Well, thank you. Yes, so I'm a philosopher. Um, I lecture at the University of Sheffield and I I teach and I write academic articles, um, particularly about ancient Greek philosophy, ethics and political theory more generally. But the main part of my job is in the public understanding of philosophy. And for that, I do a lot of TV and radio and indeed podcasts, videos, write for the newspapers, give talks and so on. And I also work with specific organisations such as the church and the military and banks and financial other financial institutions trying to bring uh, some philosophical analysis and arguments to try to help us think through all the big issues that we're facing at the moment. So as you can imagine, at the moment I'm doing lots on democracy and demagoguery and autocracy. I'm doing lots on nationhood and nationalism and healthy and unhealthy ways of caring about your country. Um, I'm doing a lot on migration and the refugee crisis. So I'm just I want philosophy to be another voice around the table. We don't have the answers, but we can ask some good questions. We can help people think through what they believe themselves and work out a way to go forward for themselves. 
Thank you so much for that explanation. Um, you sound like a very busy lady. <laughs> <laughs> I am so busy and that is why I love coming to see Wendy for uh, my reflexology treatments. Not that they're all relaxing, it depends what's wrong with me, but I love it. Yes, it's such an amazing therapy for everyone. It really is. And this is why we're really excited to have you here today. We do think this is going to be such an important and enlightening lesson for a lot of people. And you never know, it might just win a few sceptics round once they've heard your journey. So what I'll do now is hand things over to Wendy, as you both have such an interesting story. So, Wendy. Right, Angie. I am so not going to call you Professor. (laughs) I would be insulted if you did. I would be hurt. Well, after 24 years... Oh, is it 24 years? You know, you came to me first on the 23rd of November... 1995. No. Oh, yes. my goodness. I was yes. trying in the car here today. I was trying to work out how long it had been. And I did think it was about the mid 90s. Yeah. Yeah. And could you tell us, did you come on recommendation or did you, had you experienced reflexology? I, I think I might have had one or two sessions with a beautician who'd sort of done half an afternoon's training. I had not ever visited a professional. A foot massage. Yes, yes. basically. Yes. I had not ever had a pro- uh, professional a reflexologist. I was incredibly interested in complementary therapies. Ever since I was a small child, I've been hugely interested in herbs, growing them, using them not just for cooking, but for uh, medicines, uh, for, you know, for not for life-threatening illnesses, I wouldn't do that, but for, you know, ordinary, everyday and chronic ailments. I'm, I was always, from a teenager, very interested in aromatherapy. I'd had a lot of aromatherapy treatments. Um, I was I had a lot of massages. I had trained a little bit, um, not as a professional masseuse, but I had been on various courses in massage and in aromatherapy. So I was hugely open. And I was desperate when I came to you. And I, 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 can't, I can't pretend I was recommended. I simply saw an advert. Isn't uh, it amazing how and people I thought, just turn out? And I just, yeah. I, yeah. I do believe that sometimes you find the right person at the it's right time in your life. I do believe that. And I was desperate. And why that particular advert, it was in Kenilworth at the time, caught my eye. I don't know. But something just made me think I have to, to, to see this gosh, woman. And do you know you come monthly for all those years, I, if not more than once I know, a pretty much, pretty much monthly for all those years and when things have been very difficult, sometimes twice yeah, a month. Yeah, yeah. In fact, in, all, in the early years, uh, when you were still practising in Kenilworth, I did come every fortnight. Yes, that's true. And now you're in Northamptonshire, yeah, yeah. I come every month. And you travel miles to come. I do, I do. You are <laughs> absolutely, I, I, well, as we've been so, hearing, so, I live a very busy life and you are my support system. So how? In what way do you think it's helped? Well, um, for me, I found reflexology enormously helpful for digestive problems, which Mm -hmm. I think was the reason I came to you in the first place. Um, We'll come on to that. Uh, And for IBS, um, 
Also for anything to do with stress, anxiety, insomnia, I am very busy, I <laughs> zoom around the world, yeah. I do try and cram too much in, my head is always spinning around uh, and I've found anything to do with hormone imbalances, uh, reflexology is brilliant. Also muscular spasms and tension, so the, those kind of chronic ailments that are not, you know, massively immediately life-threatening but that our, our conventional medicine is actually not at all good at, at dealing with, in my experience. And you are very brave because when we do your chronic problems, it can be quite painful. Oh, it can. No, yeah. I mean, people can't say, oh, you're going to go <laughs> off and have your, you know, your yeah. feet massaged. That must be so soothing. And I say, well, only occasionally. Usually it's very, very painful. Um, or it can yes. be. And if there's something wrong, it can really hurt. Yes. But it, it's sort of, I, I don't know quite know how to put it. It feels like good pain. Yeah. I mean, there is yeah. a difference between the kind of pain when your body goes, no, stop, that is really damaging me. And other times you think, no, this is actually getting to the root of the issue. It's releasing things. It's, And I can feel, sounds. I know it sounds a bit bonkers, but I can feel energies moving around my body. I can feel fizzing. I can feel stuff going on. This is a very useful podcast for us, isn't it, <laughs> yeah, Livy? Definitely. <laughs> it really is. So tell me, Angie, how did you feel about the first treatment we did together? Well, it, as I said, I was desperate. I had extreme um, irritable bowel syndrome at the time and my whole digestive system had broken down and I was... I was being treated at a at the local hospital and they were doing all sorts of tests on me. I had about 14 different tests, some of them under anaesthetic to find out why I'd suddenly lost two stone and was finding it difficult to stand up and to walk. It was very extreme. However, I I I don't know if I should feel guilty about this or not, but when you said why are you here? Why have you come to me? Um tell me your medical history. I, I said, being a philosopher, being trained in rational scepticism, being not quite sure what I was getting into, I said as politely as I could, well, do you mind if I actually don't tell you my medical history? I remember that. Can, well. <laughs> can you give me a treatment? I, I may have said I've got some digestive problems, possibly that. But when you said, please tell me your medical history, I said, do you mind if I, I don't? Can you give me a treatment and then you tell me my medical history? And to your eternal credit, you were so fine with that. You were really relaxed. You were not defensive. And that was such a good sign to me. And you gave me a treatment and then you gave me the most astonishingly accurate account of my medical past. And you know, we had never met. We didn't know each other at all. We didn't know anybody uh, who, you know, we didn't know any of each other's friends. And you went back, you even told me about a, a neck injury I'd had in, as a teenager. It was extraordinary. Um, so that, as I said, I'm trained in rational scepticism. I need evidence. I don't have a lot of money. I'm not going to be dishing out money each fortnight or each month on stuff that isn't working for me. And that was that, you know, and that really... The, sort of the tricky me. bit about all that is, of course, in our code of ethics and practice, we're not allowed to diagnose. Having said that, I did sort of say it in such a way, I hope, that wasn't 
too diagnostic. Oh yes, no, you didn't. You didn't. You know, yeah, you didn't give me a diagno a diagnosis. You didn't claim to have great scientific knowledge, but you were extraordinarily uh, suggestive in what you thought had happened to me. You were extraordinarily accurate. And what was interesting was the consultant I was seeing at a hospital during those early treatments. He was initially very, very sceptical about the fact I was seeing a reflexologist. However, um, I went in once and I said, my reflexologist says that you should look particularly at this bit of the transverse colon. She thinks there might be a a problem there. And anyway, when he opened me up and had me under anaesthetic and was exploring away, it was exactly where you thought. So after that... Every time I went to see him, he would say, well, what? And he wasn't being ironic. He would say, well, what does your reflexologist say <laughs> Oh, I love now? it. I love and, at it. The, and at the end, at the end, when we had finally worked out what was going on, um, th- he sort of said, well, before I saw you, I was open to acupuncture, but not reflexology. But I'm now, to, you know, beginning to change my mind about reflexology and I'm going to be more open to it. So that was really interesting. That's that's a huge step forward. Because this was, you know, a real old school surgeon, you know. And 20 odd years ago. Oh, yes. I can't quite remember if he had a bow tie, but he could have (laughs) had a bow tie. He was a sort of a metaphorical bow tie wearer. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right. Well, there we go. That's really a accolade, isn't it? So, yes. So now we find that more professionals are coming on board with reflexology and quite a lot of people now are using it within the NHS. Yes. Well, I, well that, that, I, I'm so pleased. beneficial. You know, as I said, I regard it as complimentary. Um, you know, if, if, I, if I was told I had something very seriously wrong with me and needed antibiotics now or an operation I now would send you off. to save my life, of course I would do it. You know, I'm not rejecting uh, conventional medicine no. at all. No. And, for, you know, for very acute conditions, of course I would always go to hospital. And indeed, you send me. I mean, another yes. reason I trust yeah. you is that you have quite often over the years said, you know, I'm not happy about this. I think you need to go to your doctor, whatever, and get this checked out. I think you're, you, you know, or even I think you need to have a scan on this or whatever, just to let's, let's check this I, out. I really feel that if more doctor's surgeries had a, a well-qualified reflexologist within yes. their... yes. Um, practice, mm. they would have less patience yes. to deal with, possibly. Yes. Yeah. So let's just move on a bit, because I really am interested to know how reflexology fits in with your philosophical beliefs. Well, that's such a good question. So I, as I said, I specialise in ethics, and I'm particularly interested in something we call the ethics of flourishing. Now, that's an approach to ethics, which starts with questions about the whole person. Um, How should life be lived? What sort of person should I be? You might think that's obvious, but there's actually lots of ethical approaches which look at the consequences of actions or which actions you should and shouldn't perform or whatever. So there's lots of different philosophical ethical approaches. But the one I like starts off just a whole person living a whole life. So a very holistic approach. So I'm really interested in therapies which 
treat the whole person. I'm very interested in therapies which explore how different parts of your body interact, which explore how your body is integrated with your mind and don't separate it all off. Um, So for me, uh, reflexology fits in really well with the kind of approach to uh, ethics that as a philosopher I find most congenial. And have you found any special philosophers that would understand reflexology in modern day? Now, I, well, I think uh, quite a few of the ancient Greek philosophers, whom I particularly love, uh, would really get reflexology because they are the people who start off this ethics and indeed politics of flourishing. And And that fits in, their philosophy fits in with the medical approach at the time in ancient Greece, which is all about how to get and stay well rather than curing illness. Um, And you can understand that. Their their surgery was very limited. They didn't have antibiotics. So if you got ill in ancient Greece, um, there was a little bit you could do, but not much. On the whole, it was sort of, you know, in the lap of the gods, whether you got better or not. So, so. It's made sense. It made sense for them to put all their thought and not all, but a lot of their thought and energies into how do you get well? How do you stay well? And again, that very positive approach really makes sense to me. I mean, we 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 look after our cars, we MOT our cars, <laughs> and yet we spend less time MOTing our bodies, our bodies and, and keeping our bodies and minds yeah. in a yeah, healthy yeah. state. Yeah, and it yeah. makes no sense to me. Why wouldn't you look after your body and mind just as part of your daily life and try to prevent getting ill in, in body or Absolutely. mind? Absolutely. I, I remember when we were in Kos... And we visited the Temple of Hippocrates. Oh, I envy you that. Which was so, well, mind-blowing, really, because they had a, a big school there. Yes. Medical school. Yes. Um, and they had little alcoves yep. where yes. all the doctors would sit and patients would come on a daily basis. Yes. And go to the various alcoves for the different problems yes. they had. I, and, uh, oh, did it have a special aura? I, I've never been oh, to Cosa, but I'm imagining it had absolutely. a real it sense, was, of spirit of place. Yes, yes. And of course, they have the wonderful gardens, Hippocrates mm. Gardens, where they grow all these beautiful herbs for medicinal purposes. Absolutely. So, you know, they did use herbs a lot, yeah. but they also believed in being surrounded by beautiful flowers and plants. Yes. And yes. they were very... They were, you know, way ahead of their time on clean air Mm. and good diet and a healthy exercise regime. I know, if only. I mean, Plato, who's one of my favourite philosophers, he even wants, I mean, he's so ahead of his time. He wants pregnant women to have dance classes because, sadly, sadly not for that, particularly for the health of the women, which we would like, but he's particularly thinking about the fetus. Yes. And he says that the fetus will absorb the rhythms and the melodies and the harmonies of the music. And the happiness. And the happiness (laughs) of the music. So, yeah, quite extraordinary. And then, um, you know, he says as soon as the child, 
child is born, it should be surrounded by beautiful sounds and uh, sights and, you know, how your town looks, the sculpture, the, the gardens, everything. It's all really important. So they... Their philosophy of health included not just diet and exercise, but town planning. And again, you know, so, so ahead of their Amazing. time. Oh, so, so over the years, Angie, you have come with many problems. One problem, which was not a problem, was your pregnancy. Do you oh, remember how, oh, yes. how that, how reflexology helped? Oh, my goodness me. It went abs- well, I believe it did. Now, I can't prove this. Um, I had a very difficult, I'd had miscarriages and, you know, I conceived easily but couldn't hang on to the babies. And my daughter was conceived. Now, I, I want to be very careful what I say here because I don't want anybody listening to this, any woman or, or indeed man, going through the agony of miscarriages or difficulty to conceive to think that reflexology is suddenly going to solve all their problems. That would be irresponsible. We, don't, we, we can't know that. Yeah. But in my particular case, um, yes, I, I, I was in and out of hospital. I was bleeding a lot and had to go to bed a lot. And, I, and you gave me some very deep treatments, uh, not in person, but long distance even. You gave me some healing treatments, which I personally believe um, really really helped. And you certainly sort of said you thought that the problem was with the placenta and not the baby because doctors were saying to me, oh, you've probably got a very physically or mentally handicapped baby. You should get up and walk around and let the miscarriage happen. And um, you and also a midwife um, who had heard a doctor say that to me, I remember she ran out of the hospital and said, don't repeat this to anybody or I'll be sacked. But I think you've been given the wrong advice. We don't yet know whether it's a a problem with the fetus or the placenta. So given we don't yet know, lie flat on your back. And, you know, so I, I can't, it would be irresponsible of me to say that reflexology sort of saved my daughter's but life. I th- I but it think, certainly helped me. And I it think certainly helped me relax. Energies it helped. certainly helped me yeah. relax and it yeah. put me in the best possible state for trying to hang on to her. And what was interesting was uh, I would they advised against amniocentesis um, because of the increased risk of or even Vilnius sampling because of an increased risk of miscarriage. But this was years back. We're talking 1999. And they'd just got this very new thing. It was only in London called a nuchal scan. I know it's not new now, but it was then. Yes. And my then partner drove me down to London at 30 miles an hour. Um, And I had a nuchal scan. And they said, do you know what? This is extraordinary, they said. Um, it's clear that your placenta had come away a bit from the wall, but it seems to have reattached itself. Now, it had reattached itself to the part of the wall where you said the placenta had come away. Um, I remember that very clearly. And now, so as, as I said, I want to yeah. be really responsible about this because there'll be people listening oh, to this absolutely. going going yeah. through agonies. And yeah. I'm not saying anything is, no. you know, no magic wand is going to be waved. No. But in my particular case, um, what you said, you didn't give a diagnosis, but you said, I think there might <laughs> be a problem with the placenta yeah. here. Yeah. And it turned out you were accurate and... Uh, 
it, though I had a tr- went on having a tricky pregnancy, she hung on in there. And when she was born, uh, she got 10 on all the tests. They give she the was newborn gorgeous. Them. She absolutely was bright gorgeous. as a button and absolutely gorgeous. And I remember <laughs> taking this little tiny baby to the midwife and the, the prenatal ward and saying, you know, this is the baby whose life you also helped to save because I took your advice, not the doctor's advice, and I lay still. And here she is, and she's perfect. And I remember she burst into tears. Yes. So, you know, I feel at the very least, I think I can say reflexology put me into a calmer state where I was able to endure the months it was months of lying yes, flat on was. my back yeah. I was only allowed up to go to the loo and to yeah. have a shower yeah. um, and it allowed me to sort of endure think, that and, yeah. and to be in the best state possible for hanging on to her I think reflexology might have creates, helped her too well absolutely Who knows? reflexology creates a healing environment within the body for the body to heal itself. That's what, that, that's think, how, that's what I felt. Yeah. That, so for me, I yeah. felt it was very, very important for the pregnancy. Good. But as I said, I don't want to raise false hopes no. in people no. listening to this because no. it's always a, such an emotional area. I know, I know. And Wendy, I would say that as my trust grew and our friendship grew over the years... I also found it easier to open up to reflexology and to make my body and mind open to receiving it. And I think that's quite important. It, it seems to me it is very much about, at its best, it's about the relationship between the practitioner and the client. Well, we are looking forward to a treatment in a moment. We are. And I think, I I mean, and over the years, over our 24 years, I (laughs) I came to you with an open mind, but not yet trusting you, but not not mistrusting you, but not trusting you. But trust built up quite quickly uh, because I could see what you were doing was helping. And, you know, and trust has definitely, I think, deepened and strengthened over the years. And uh, Angie, thank you so much for that. You know, I feel You know, I honored. feel, I feel you, you know, you are one of the, the huge support systems in my life and I feel hugely grateful to you. And I think, you, you know, we've been friends for many of those 24 years. Friendship's grown as well. You came to my 50th birthday party. I know, <laughs> which was such fun. <laughs> You know, and I, as I said, I, I, I don't, I don't give money away to people unless I see evidence that things this are helping me, and it's certainly helped me hugely. And I, you know, I'm not somebody who goes around believing in each new phase at all. But for me, it's be it's it's crucial. I would find it hard to get through my <laughs> work diary without it. What are you going to do, darling, when when I retire? Oh, well, that's forbidden. <laughs> well, you know that's forbidden. <laughs> well, we're it's, going to have to build up I some know. trust well, with we, you, we're I giving, Well, we're, I shall give you lots of vitamin pills, you know. You've got to keep going. I should be wrapping. <laughs> oh, well, you couldn't. I mean, you'd hate retirement. I would, to be truthful. You would yes. hate retirement. No, I always say I'll go on the run. <laughs> Oh, what did I had I had a lovely thing. Somebody said everybody should die absolutely exhausted. But, well, that's and I thought it was a beautiful, you know, just feeling. <laughs> do you know what? I've given life absolutely everything. Yep. I've done my bit. 
I'm, I'm, my hand up. I'm, I'm fine. It's okay. I'm ex- that's it. I'm done. Yeah. I think we should all die exhausted, and that's a good death. A perfect way to end the podcast, Angie. Thank you so much. Bless Thank you. you. Thank you for everything you've done for 24 years. I truly appreciate it. Don't do that. I should <laughs> No, you're, you're going to give you. A, you've got a terrible session coming up. I've got so many problems. It's going to be going to put you through your paces. Well, thank you so much, Angie. That's been absolutely fascinating. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. I'm sure that so many of the people that are listening to this podcast are incredibly interested in everything you've had to say, and it's been you know it's always tricky in a sort of forty-ish minute podcast to get all the information. You know. I think we've just scratched the surface of everything that you're about and what you do. So is there anywhere that the listeners could go if they would like to hear more about what you do and what you have to say and things like that? Oh, I mean, I've got a website, angiehobbs.com, A-N-G-I-E-H-O-B-B-S.com. And that, uh, the wonderful person who does it for me, she's put on links to, I mean, literally years of radio programmes, TV programmes, other podcasts, videos, uh, stuff I've written and so on. So there's a huge amount there. Uh, you People might be interested in uh, following me or looking at my Twitter uh, account, which is at Dr. Angie Hobbs. Um, and again, uh, the most recent book I've written for the general public is in fact a ladybird expert book. Uh, it's for an, And it's an adult series, though I think... Uh, young people from, you know, an inquisitive 12, 13, 14 year old plus would would find it accessible. And that's called Plato's Republic, a ladybird expert book. And that's, uh, it's got lovely, gorgeous illustrations, not by me, and it's relatively inexpensive. And that's easy to find that you can get it up for online easily and uh, in some bookshops. And you'll find the links on my website as well. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. A great pleasure. Thank you very much for joining us for this fascinating chat on reflexology. All the information on Angie Hobbs can be found online at professionalreflexology.org forward slash podcast. You'll also find there all of our social media tags. We regularly post our latest news on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. So do give us a follow on those. Also, if you would like to join our Facebook groups, we have two. One for members, which is the PR Members Hub. And for general reflexology, open to everyone, it's the Professional Reflexology Community. So just do a search on those. Thanks so much for joining us. We will be back very soon with another episode and would love to hear your feedback, comments and suggestions for anything else you'd like to hear. Thank you again to our very special guest, Angie Hobbs, and we really hope to see you all soon.